brought to you by... For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Searchcast. Featuring search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search engine marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of the prior days happening in your world. The Daily Searchcast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, MS and search ask and other search engines join us now for this edition of Searchcast. here's your hosts good morning and welcome to today's edition of daily Searchcast. today is monday february 5th my name is barry schwartz and with me today again is danny sullivan hello danny how you doing barry i'm pulling the hair out of my head as we speak that's not good yeah i got a little bit of hair to spare but still yeah sure just to rub so in much news going on. Yeah. Just in, in the in the few days that we were gone. But uh, we'll dive in. We'll go take care of some of that. Wait. I have to switch off my heater here, which is trying to keep me warm because it's cold over here in Britain. Though not as cold as it is for you in New York, where it is well below freezing, if I understand correctly. Yeah, it is ice cold. It is. Yeah. This morning it was three degrees. Well, let's warm you up with some hot, hot news. So um, <laughs> I was debating which one to lead off with, and I decided to go with Panama. Um, a toss-up. You'll see the second story. It could have gone the other way. But, yes, today, uh, Yahoo is going to flip their switch, and Panama will go live completely, totally. Everybody will be out there. For those who have been under a rock and aren't thinking of Panama as simply either a country or a canal, Panama was Yahoo's big plans to uh, change over and have an ad system that operates much more like Google where ads are ranked based on quality scores, you buy them in groups, you don't just pay to get to the top of the list. There's all sorts of factors that come into play. And this has been, I think, now two years in the works. They finally got it out there. Wall Street's expecting it's going to make them a lot more money. But, you know, for some of the search marketers that have not migrated already, it's going to be a bit of a shock. Yahoo was always a simple system. You want to be at the top, you pay the most. Uh, we can almost bid a, a sad adieu to the end of bid gaps of <laughs> people trying to, to bid gap or bid jam each other because now it's going to be very difficult to know exactly who's paying how much money and where they're going to be going or how they're going to be ranking. So that's all coming up and live, and if you didn't migrate, you will be migrated, if I understand right, today. 
Uh, Mona Esley today out on Search Engine Land, she did a rundown on some tips for people to know about how Yahoo's going out and figuring out things like your historical click-through rate, which is used to determine your quality score, your expected click-through rate, um, talking about the idea that there is this quality index that sites will have um, this graphical four-bar type of thing, a five-bar type of thing, and the more higher, the higher your quality index is, the more likely you're going to rank better and perhaps pay less to be uh, showing up for things and giving people a bunch of tips on how to perhaps do a bit better with it than that. So do you have yeah. paid campaigns you're dealing with on Yahoo? No, no just testing going on. Um, nothing nothing much. It's, I'm very curious to see how people um, people react to it, people who actually... I'm, I would assume some people don't know it's coming and they have an account, but the question is, you know, how many? And Yahoo did a great yeah. job in telling people, you know, this is coming. They send out billions of emails and... and Lots of you know brochures via mail and everything. So hopefully nobody's not catching anybody's surprise. But I would love to see the the, the reaction at you know 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. you know Pacific <laughs> today when it actually hits. Yeah, it. Um, I had a reporter asking me about this on Friday, and I was saying that you know so far it seems to be okay. Um, of course, I haven't flipped the switch, but I've only had a few messages come in from people where they're saying, "Oh, I don't like this new system." <laughs> And my response has been, well, uh, suck it up. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, I had a couple people, very few small numbers of people, but people were like saying, oh, they're going to this system. I don't think they should do it. And I'm thinking, wow, I mean, that's not they're not going backwards. <laughs> it's going to be this way. <laughs> so we'll see if a lot more people are suddenly going to be shocked about it or not as it goes along. But anyway, so hang in there. You can comment out on the blog um, and let people know, let us know what you think, how it's going with you. Uh, Links to Mona's article, also to um, all the stories that we talk about today on the show, dailysearchcast.com, find today's episode, and then you can uh, click over to the different stories that are out there. So I'm a bit tired because I spent my Friday night, rather than playing GameCube with the kids as I promised I would do, um, instead saying, here, why don't you watch this movie and Daddy will go off and abandon you and write about Google's personalized search. Because Google has rolled out significant changes to how people are going to be seeing personalized search results. I can't underscore it enough. Okay, I've neglected my children to try to underscore it in a whole article. Um, I've talked for some time that at some point search engines are going to come along and they're going to personalize our results so that you, Barry, are going to see results that are slightly different than what I'm going to be seeing, which will be slightly different than, say, what uh, Darren might be seeing, Darren Babin, who sometimes hosts the show and runs Webmaster Radio, of course, or maybe, you know, anybody else may be seeing Matt Cutts will be seeing different results. He'll only see the really pure stuff over there in Google. Um, and, and this has long been prominent as one of the major possible advancements in search results. We haven't seen it happen, but you know we've we've been getting edging and edging. And every time we get closer and closer, I say it's coming, it's coming. And uh, when we had Eureka launch, I think just over two years ago, I was like, wow, we're really getting there. And then Google brought in this personalized search, but it was an optional thing. It was something you had to significantly sign up for and say, I really want to have personalized search results. Well, it's pretty much not going to be optional anymore. It's uh, pretty much something that anybody is going to be getting if you sign up for any Google service. So a bit more history on how this happens. And there's also some privacy things that you need to keep in, in mind. So if you sign up for any Google service, for Gmail, for um, Google Analytics, or whatever, and you know you, you sign up for that, and when you sign up for the very first time, they're going to have this new thing that says, oh, you're trying to sign up for this program. You need to use a Google account. 
system, and as part of that, we are going to enable search history for you. And search history means that they will keep track of every search that you've done, associate it with your Google account, notice the things that you're clicking on, associate that as well, and refine your search results based on that search history. That's the default. And I went and I tested the sign-up page, and I blew through it twice. Couldn't even find it, and I was looking for it, right? So I think a lot of people are going to suddenly have search history enabled for themselves without ticking that off. The two things that come along off of that, first of all, you might be freaked out a bit about that. You might not want Google recording all this stuff where it's easy, um, potentially, if you were to leak your email address or your password and somebody got a hold of it, that they could go in there and get that. Or possibly it makes it a little bit easier if, say, a law enforcement group or somebody like that wanted to know what you were doing and demand the data. They could get it even if you didn't do that, but it might make it a little bit easier. Still, some people might be nervous about it. And if you are nervous, the big, long article I wrote talks about how you can pause search history or how you can turn it off permanently if you want to have that happen. Now, the plus to search history is it actually is a really good way of making your results better um, because the second part of what's happening is you're getting this thing called Google Personalized Search. And this is where they look at the things that you're searching for, look at the things you're clicking on, and they can refine your results. And I gave an example where I searched for search marketing. And because I go to, say, the ClickZ website often, it moved up in the rankings compared to the regular results. Or um, I go to search engine, um, I go to... um, I go to lots of different places. <laughs> I go to Search Engine Guide a lot. And it, in the personalized results, moved Search Engine Guide for that query up to the first page of results, whereas before they were on the second page of results. So dramatic changes, well, actually, I shouldn't say dramatic, more like subtle changes happen to the search results. But the idea is you almost have these different fronts, if you will. If you think of SEO as sometimes a war against the search engines, I hate to use that term, but you know, some people do think of it as this battle to the top of the listings. Well, now you're not just battling to the top of a single listing. You're trying to battle to the top of listings for a whole bunch of different people that are out there. Now, I'll come back to a few last tips on that, and we'll move on to some other uh, things that come along. But you might you know, remember I said there's a search history and everybody's getting into this. You can disable the search history, but even if you do that, you're still going to have a Google personalized homepage. And you're still going to have Google, um, and if you use Google bookmarks, that's a new signal that they're going to be using to refine your results as well. So if you put things on your Google personalized homepage, even if you don't sign up for search history or you opt out of it, that's still going to be used to perhaps refine your results as well. And I'm undoubtedly certain Google will find other signals that they can come in and pick this up because they see personalized results as a way of giving you better information. And if they're giving you better search results, they think you're going to stick with them and you're going to be happier and go with it down the line. So... This is going to be a big change for search marketers. My big tips are focus on those titles and descriptions. Uh, Make sure that you're offering things like Add Me to Google buttons or gadgets that that people will want to add your site to the personalized homepages they have on Google because if they do that, then you should be getting into the, the loop to have your stuff showing up more for them because you're seen as relevant to those particular individuals. And uh, start putting up those Google bookmark buttons on your articles, you know, right next to the dig stuff because you want people to bookmark that content. If they bookmark your site a lot, then that really should help them start to influence and understand that your site should be doing better in the rankings. Um, you and I, we both use Feedflare over at, uh, Feed, at uh, FeedBurner, right? Yeah, which is which is great because you know it gives you JavaScript that inserts all this stuff for you automatically in all the right ways to go, and there are other services that can do that as well. Apparently, so people those, the, those are the changes that are coming along. I, I I can't stress enough. Go out, read the article. 
Um, I linked over to Gord Hotchkiss, who's been beating the drum more recently, saying, this is coming, this is coming. So now he's sitting back saying, see, I told you it was coming. And I'm like going, and I told you it was coming too. So we're all telling you it was coming. <laughs> it's here. And it's just going to get more more out there. And I don't think it's something that search marketers have to fear, but you need to understand it's coming along and uh, see where you're going to be going, going with it from that. Yeah. Now, Barry, take a breath, because I also should have given a heads up that we're going to take a break midway through the show because we have a lot of stuff to go through. But uh, I'm going to move on to something else before we do that, if that's all right with you. Okay. okay with that. So um, this whole Viacom thing, Viacom apparently has had enough of uh, YouTube letting people put Comedy Central clips up there for free and not stopping and not stepping down on them. So they sent a request over to Google that there were 100,000 video clips that needed to be removed from YouTube and, and Google in the form of YouTube, said, okay, we're getting rid of it. We'll wipe it all out. Just just please be our friends. And there's all sorts of things going around, like people are saying, well, this is just a whole negotiation tactic. They're sending all that out until they cut a deal. And everybody's assuming that they're going to cut a deal, that they're going to come up with a solution to all this. And I think that's fair enough to say it, see it's going to happen. But, boy, this was huge news on uh, TechMeme. It was like half a page. Everybody's talking about it. Da, 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 da. They set the cease and desist. Da, 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 da. It's happening now. Okay. More interesting was this thing that came up um, afterward where you've got this guy over at Harvard Law who posted a video, and if I remember it right, well, you did the thing of too, what was it? He, he was at a dinner at um, a Red Bones restaurant in Somerville, Massachusetts, and he gets a, cease, he gets a notice from YouTube that his video has now been pulled because it was a Digital Millennium Copyright Act violation, a DMCA violation report from Viacom that he was infringing their copyright. You know, what, what, how's that happening? And he thinks that what's happened is that Viacom has simply run a keyword search on YouTube for any video that matched any number of Viacom uh, trademarks that might have been out there. And he doesn't explain what trademark he might have had from Viacom, whether he mentioned Viacom or whether Red Bones or something might have brought this up or what set it was. But he's like, I don't have anything to do with Viacom. This, this wasn't Viacom content that was pulled. But now, the only way for me to get it back up is if I go through and respond to this DMCA request. So people are a little bit ticked off about this. And, and I agree. And I saw Mark Cuban do it, a big post, and he's kind of like going off on this is over the top. And I, the Digital Money of Copyright Act has these safe harbor provisions that were put into it designed to protect search engines from being sued immediately. They were designed to say, if you're linking to material that's infringing copyright, we'll give you the ability to get that stuff out because we know it's hard for you to try to immediately filter it beforehand. But now, you know, it's like, well, let's just fire off the DMCA for any old thing and in mass. You almost want Google to step up and say back to Viacom, you know what, we looked at a bunch of these and they're bogus. So you go back and you find that there's really specific things that are of a concern to you that really are legitimate and then we'll react to them. Because we don't have to just take things down if they're not legitimate complaints just because you're saying they are and you haven't proven it properly. Having said that, you also have to feel sorry for the content owners. <laughs> they're like, well, every time we send you one of these DMCA types of requests, somebody else comes along and infringes it as well which brings you back to the whole thing that, well, let's just cut the whole, the whole deal and get the uh, revenue things all in place so that basically YouTube can turn out to be another television channel and everybody's happy. And we're all good, which we'll get there. It's all funny. I mean, when they first announced that, uh, you know, when Viacom said to YouTube they have to remove all the uh, content, I'm like, how are they going to do that? I mean, but I guess they just provided a list of all the videos based on those searches and, they asked them to remove it, and 
Yeah, and they can they can keep doing that, I suppose, every week and go with it from there because that's what they're going to need to be doing. Um, at that, I think we're going to go ahead and take a pause. No, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break, and we will come right back, and then we're going to do staccato news for the rest of the stuff that I have out there. So, All right, so we'll take a commercial break. The Daily Search Cast. We'll be back after this short break. Stay tuned. For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing expertise, one name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Wow. I never saw anyone fish with such a wide net before. Oh, really? I don't like fishing with a pole. Can't catch the big ones fast enough. No kidding. You've got a bunch. Yeah, I know. This wide net gives me great distribution and reach. Really? How's it work? Well, fish like to move around to various parts of the lake, so by casting a wide net, I gather fish from everywhere they congregate. Wow, that's pretty smart. Thanks. Wide nets work. And they make you look smart. If you're looking to cast a wider net and fish where the fish are, Look Smart Advertising Solutions can help. Go to signup.looksmart.com to learn more. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. Webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to the Daily Search Cast. Here's your host, search engine analyst Danny Sullivan. Hi, and welcome back to the Daily Search Cast. Again, today's Monday, February 5th, and Danny will be continuing his search coverage of the day. You know, Barry, SEO, it's not rocket science, right? <laughs> I honestly I don't think it's rocket science either, but I mean obviously terminology wise, but Go ahead. It's not rocket science. It's all it's all going downhill. Uh, you, we've had this whole debate, this whole debate that came off of Dave Patronak over at um, over at Did It, who wrote this article. This is back in October 24th. You know that Marketing Sherpa just put out this report saying the revenue growth of SEO firms and the revenue was growing, but stalled in 2006. So it is tough times for SEO firms. Good luck, marketers. Know it's not rocket science. They don't need you anymore. So today, or actually uh, last week, we get this new study coming out from Marketing Sherpa again, where they've interviewed some people about um, what online marketers are going to be doing, what worked for them in 2006, and what are going to be doing in 2007. Well, the best performing online advertising tactic, they say, paid search. 49% in 2006 say paid search was the top thing that they were doing. And after that, email using in-house list, 47%. And after that, uh-oh, search engine optimization. You know that thing? It's not rocket science. Somebody's going to be doing it, blah, 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 45%. Just barely behind paid search. Now, here's the important thing. They also asked them, they compared it to the previous year. So in 2005, 52% of people said they were going to do paid search ads, and it was the top thing that they were going to be doing then. That dropped just a tiny bit, but dropped to 49%. Email stayed the same. SEO went from 2005 with 33% saying they were going to do it to 45%. Big, big, big jump. Then they say, well, what do you plan a 5% increase in your budget for next year? Okay? Search marketing. Uh, 34% of the people say that they're going to be doing an increase on that. But then they also asked SEO separately. That's always confusing. 
oh, we're going to smack them upside the head. So are you saying search marketing? Because me, I'm, search marketing is an umbrella term for both SEO, which is I want to rank well for free, and paid search, which is I'm going to pay some money to Google and Yahoo and support them, make them all happy. Well, they asked SEO separately. They didn't have any figures in 2005, um, but in 2006, 25% say that that's what they're going to be spending money for, putting it tied for the third place type of thing, i.e., SEO is getting a lot of attention. People are clearly thinking about SEO as something that they should be doing, which brings you back to the whole rocket science debate. The earlier study, the single study that came off of marketing search, uh, marketing Sherpa's thing, this had Dave saying, well, you know, the SEO firms are going to be in trouble because people are going to be doing this stuff. Now, it may be true. It may be that people are saying, I don't need a search marketing firm. I don't need an SEO firm to do this stuff for me. I can just go ahead and do it in-house. But you know what? If people are going to be spending that much more money to be doing SEO, they're going to be spending money in part to tap into some firms to perhaps help them to build it in-house. And secondly, it was the other thing that got me ticked off about this whole SEOs and rocket science stuff. If they're spending money on that, well, what are they spending the money on, right? What, what, what are they spending the money on SEO on? Well, they're spending it on people. Well, why spend it on people? It's so easy. It just happens. It's just a miracle, right? No, they're going to be spending it in part on people internally in-house to do this because it's not so flippin' easy. So there's your rant for the day. SEOs, yeah. like a little harder, that sort of stuff. Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, this whole thing that he wrote, he's obviously just wants to create some, you know, buzz and commotion over, you know, what he wrote. But another, I mean, they have these like, you know, T-shirts out now about him, and the <laughs> Did It blog has stuff on it. It's, it's just ridiculous. But I mean, I don't think he what he's saying argues a lot with what everybody else is saying as well. I mean, he's like. I mean, I'm going to go out later today for lunch and go buy some, I don't know, food. Maybe I'll go to pizza or something. So, I mean, I obviously can make my own pizza. It's not rocket science. That's what he's basically saying. I mean. He is. He just, he's exaggerating it too much. And, and then I won't go into it in much more depth because I've, I've ranted on that particular thing before. But it, it has been exaggerated. Now it's just sort of grown to this point where, you know, to some degree both sides have to exaggerate it a little bit. But... Um, I still skew more towards feeling days exaggerating a lot more than some of the people coming back on him with it from that. That's my problem with it. I'm going to move us along now to links that can't be baited. This is today's uh, search link column over at Search Engine Land. Uh, Eric Ward, you know, we had everybody's focused on links, right? You can do link baiting. You're going to get on dig. It's going to be great. Blah 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 blah. So I've been like hammering at Eric. I said, Eric. I want you to do a column on the links that you can't bait. You just get in there about this stuff where you can get links from sites that they just aren't naturally going to do it. And he, he's gone through and he's done that. I mean, he's talked about examples of where, you know, here's a site that lists grease and lubricant site pages, right? You can be on Dig, but the person who runs that page probably doesn't read Dig, probably will never hear about you. But yet that's an important authority link that you're going to be wanting, and you're probably only going to get that link by going over there and actually asking for it. And he has a bunch of examples that are like that. And I think that's important, and I love link baiting. And, I, and he does it too, and he says in the column, this is, it's a great way of pulling stuff out there, but you still need to go out and do the reaching out there and doing the, the hard slog to pick up some of those things. Over at the uh, Google blog today, Google AdWords blog, we've got an introduction to the click fraud team our click fraud investigation team, um, the, the group that's out there trying to go through and make sure that, you know, 
nobody's doing harm to your ads and doing that sort of stuff. They talk about a number of things to kind of keep in mind, how they analyze IP addresses, how they filter out duplicate clicks, a form to use to report click fraud, how long it takes to do kind of investigations and such. So there's some good tips to check out if you're scratching your head and wondering, is something going wrong here? You, you could immediately go hire a third-party click fraud firm, or you might find that some of the tips are useful in solving your immediate problem, and then maybe you don't want to go have somebody take a look at it afterward if, if you don't feel like you're getting the response you need. Uh, we have that interesting thing also. This is remember uh, Google decided to build that server farm in North Carolina, right? Yeah. Had that big deal. They got a sloop in there, and then we had this article that uh, you poked it about, where uh, they apparently put pressure on the legislators in North Carolina not, not to talk about it. We we want to come to North Carolina. We just don't really want you to tell anybody we're going to be doing this. <laughs> trying to keep it all quiet. One one person was saying it bothered him to work in the dark and that they did not respect the laws of the land in the process, which is. Not a good, not a good thing to be saying about a company you've just welcomed in with big huge tax tax breaks. That, confu- that, that quote confused me. Like, I obviously I quoted it, but what law of the land? I mean, not you know keeping the negotiations on the you know on, you know secretive before they actually announce anything. I mean, a lot of companies work that way. Sure, they like, do, but there's also a lot of restrictions, and, and it would be interesting to know more about that. But there's also restrictions to the degree that public bodies can actually negotiate secret agreements and you know you have certain public statutes and such like that so but i agree with you you know to throw a quote out of there like they need to respect the laws of the land even if their if their business implies he's saying that they did something illegal and then it's like well dude if they did something illegal you're like negotiating with them aren't you doing something illegal too yeah uh Google is apparently frustrated with the legislative process. It was taking a long time. There was unfortunate and petty dickering. I can't believe that. I can't believe local politics could have any unfortunate and petty dickering. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, all kiss, kiss, hug, hug, and everybody's fine now, okay. I think, maybe. Uh, if you're running AdSense and uh, you are uh, referring new publishers over to AdSense, now you can get uh, $255. Up from this odd two hundred fifty-five dollars up from the previous one hundred dollar bounty that they were going to be giving to you. So uh, I guess the oddness is because you get an initial five bucks if you refer somebody, and then if they earn a hundred dollars, then you get an additional two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! I, I sense I sense a pyramid scheme in this. <laughs> Can't you just see it? Can't you just see it? It's like, hey, join AdSense, and we will ensure that you get a hundred dollars in clicks. Because I'll get two hundred and fifty dollars, and then I will give you the hundred dollars, and I'll keep the hundred and fifty. And oh, I gotta go. I gotta get something going here. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been done yet. I mean, I mean, maybe it has. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about people using affiliate schemes to do that. But yeah, know. no, I'm just. Hey, I'm just. That was just a terrible rumor. Not even a rumor. It was just me saying maybe it could happen. <laughs> not, not, not known in fact. Just making it up. Google, oh my goodness, they're like freaking out. We had this thing last week where Google News was like not up, like showing blank pages and all sorts of stuff happening with it. Um, and then I guess TechCrunch had, had had enough about it because they did a post not too long ago where they were saying that um, they were saying that there have been problems with Google Finance and that there were problems with um, some of the other Google services that were happening out there as well. So actually, I don't know, yeah, they actually know, maybe too much stuff going on at Google. Yeah, the TechCrunch post actually had a – actually. They actually linked to my photo on Google Finance. 
Well, you said, oh, it's not a big deal. Don't post about it. But it, it was, actually. It was down for a while. It was actually Google no, Finance. No, I didn't this. say it was not a big deal. I or said, just sick and tired why don't of we it? give it a little bit of time before we invest our time and see if we need to make it a post? But the world needs to know that Google Finance was down because their stock was down. They just didn't want people to know that their stock price was down. Yeah, that was it. That was absolutely exactly. it. It was a good, I mean, I like the TechCrunch post because they did have a good, um, they did have a good screenshot of, um, you know, their analytics just coming to a halt, like Google, you know, showing all their traffic coming in, and then it's like, oops, oops, we don't have any more data to report to you. <laughs> it's hard, though, because you're like, it's like, oh, I have to, do you blog every little bug that goes on or every little type of thing? And then if it gets cleared up, do you go with it? Or, you know, it depends which way it's going. So, anyway... Uh, they've been having some problems. We're certainly watching it. Um, I think if you see this sort of stuff continuing on, well, yeah, it's going to be an even bigger issue. There's been enough stuff happening now that you just start like raising your questions, like, mm, "What's going on, Google? You gonna gonna sort this stuff out?" Supposedly, so hang in there. We'll watch it. We'll see how it goes. Supposedly, also happened within the AdWords console, where the data, the analytics in the AdWords, AdWords console itself, was delayed a lot. So. Oh, right. Yeah. All right, more things here. SEO Moz brand over there at SEO Moz has launched a, a new design, new section of um, the, the search marketing blog. It's called UMoz. And the idea is that anybody can post. It's, it's sort of add your own material, which is kind of how Threadwatches work to some degree, uh, but that you can also rate the post and everybody else can submit it. And so it kind of feels like it should be Dig-like as well. Although I went to it and then I didn't like think, oh, my God, it's like Dig, because it wasn't. It was kind of much more mellow than that. But you should certainly check it out. They've got a lot of good content over there already. They just did a whole collection of their SEO training posts over time. So you're trying to get up to speed on SEO. You might find some good stuff to dig out with it from there, too. Meanwhile, Brad Geddes spotted some local ads in Google Earth. You know, he's out there cruising along. He's finding some material out there. Um, we've had Google ads on Google Maps already, uh, but this is the first that he spotted where the ads were showing up on uh, Google Earth. I think that it is new, right? Trying to go back here to see what we had before. What? No. The, the, the actual, ads themselves being in Google Earth as opposed to Google Maps. Yeah, Google Earth. It's, I think it's new. They actually left a comment on Searching Land blog saying that they just received an email from the AdWords team saying that Google That's has right. placed local ads into Google Earth. Yeah. So Google once again bringing ads to everywhere you want them to be. <laughs> All right, we got a big long uh, Q and A. Gord Hotchkiss is continuing on his look at user experience by talking to all the major search engines. He did uh, Marissa Meyer over at Google last week, well, two weeks ago, and now it's uh, Larry Cornett over at uh, Yahoo. So if you want to keep up on how Yahoo is looking at user design, uh, you can take a look at his interview that was out there today. Um, oh, we're not doing that one. Hang on, just get rid of that. I had to get rid of the story because I didn't have time to get to that. I'll come back. I promise. Um, this one made me laugh. This was all the um, the major UK mobile operators are getting together to kind of come up with their um, let's wipe out Google and Yahoo by building our own mobile search engine. And I just laugh because I'm thinking, well, first of all, I know mobile's growing, but there's still not that many people who are trying to do searches on mobile devices. And what's happening, in my view, is the mobile devices are just catching up, right? So, like, you're, you're using Trio, right? Yeah. Or do you call it a Treo? Trio. Okay, you can call it Treo if you want to be cool. No. All right. Trio. Nokia or Nokia? I don't know. Barry, I need enthusiasm here. Work with me. I, I just don't get the <laughs> uh, whole uh, language. We're trying to wake people up out there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, 
from where I am from. Yeah, I'm in New York. I don't I don't know what an accent is. You live in that world over there where everybody has an accent to you. Even your kids have an accent, so it's kind of awkward. In New York, we just call them Nokias. <laughs> I can't do accents. Anyway, so your, your trio, when you, go to do, uh, when you go to do a search, do you use your special Uber secret um, mobile search device that, who are you using, Singular? Sprint? I use Verizon. Right. Do you use the special Verizon walled garden search thing, or do you just, like, fire up your blo- your browser and go off to, say, Google? Um, when I fire up the browser, the home page is the Palm, home, like, mobile home page, yep. and it automatically has a search box using Google search. So. so there you are. You're going off to Google, and you're doing basically regular Google kind of searches when you get with it from there. The devices, oh. to me, they're just going to catch up. You're not going to need a super secret, super wonderful mobile search thing. But uh, the the mobile companies are really concerned because, you know, they're not going to get the kind of revenue that they want. So maybe we can cut out Google or Yahoo. And that kind of ticks me off, too. I'm thinking, you know what? You're my mobile phone company. I just want you to give me a phone and make phone calls on it and go to what I want. I don't want you getting in my way. don't want you messing me up. don't want you deciding that Google and Yahoo are making more money because those guys are just, like, giving all the search stuff that I want to get to. Just tell me how much it is. Give me my all-in-one price plan. I'll sign up for it. I'll go with it from there. I just don't want you messing with me. You know, it's like if I wanted to make a phone call and I wanted to call you, Barry, and then the phone company said, well, every time you call Barry, you guys have a conversation. You, you, you might, we could have made more money off of that if we played you an ad. It's like, dude, I don't want your ads. Go away. So. Then you have Google coming in. Eric, Eric Smith, he actually went ahead and said that um, cell phones should be free. In a sense, yeah. He, well, he didn't specify exactly what it was, but Google's going in there and saying, "Hey, we're, you know, they're stepping on their ground a little bit." No. Well, why? Why? It's, it doesn't hurt me that a cell phone is free. It doesn't help me that necessarily. It's if 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 you can put together a system where the ads are paying for it, how's that hurting them as well? They may have more revenues. Cell phones already dropped enough in prices where I have like two or three of them anyway. <laughs> they're actually active. But, um, yeah, no, I, can, I understand their concerns. I just dislike the idea that if I want to go do something, that some company is going to try to get in my way and prevent me from doing what I want when I'm paying them good money already to do what I want. It's a different thing. If, 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 if T-Mobile over here wants to just give me a phone and give me free access and I don't have to pay for it at all, okay, all right, maybe I can handle you saying I've got to use your particular search service. But, you know, until then, and they're not, they're getting their 40 bucks a month out of me, which is pretty cheap, actually. <laughs> Leave me to it. All right, a couple other things. Uh, we have just completed the past month over at Search Engine Land, so I do this big, huge, giant monthly newsletter where I uh, organize all the stuff that's gone on on the web. I've actually been doing a monthly newsletter of all the search news that's been happening for, uh, gosh, this is like starting my 11th year of doing that. And... I like doing it. I like going back and just doing that kind of a review. Now, the big change I've made this, so if you don't, if you don't get the Search Month newsletter, I really encourage you, go sign up for it, and then I'll send it all to you, and it's free, and you can check it out. Um, one thing I noticed was people used to ask me when I was doing this at Search Engine Watch, they say, well, can't you organize it all by topic? And I'm being like, well, oh, it's a lot of work to go and try everything by topic. And then, uh, but what I was starting to do is I would take one main story, and I've been doing this for about two years, I'd take one main story on a topic, and then I would put a whole bunch of another story sort of clustered around it, with bullet points and stuff. But it was still all organized by date. 
Anyway, Search Engine Watch themselves ran a survey where everybody was saying, we really like it by topic. So Elizabeth started doing that. Elizabeth Osmolowski over there did their last newsletter where she kind of organized it by topic for a lot of the stories. I said, well, all right, I can do that, Elizabeth. Good, good idea. I'm going to grab that one and run with it. So it's all organized by topic now. And you can go through and you can see there are top ten stories that we had on Search Engine Land. Or you can see stories by censorship, click fraud, Google Book Search, Google Bugs, Google Design, you name it, it's down there by topic. That's kind of fun. Yeah, like it, it. it was nice to read. It was kind of like a tech me approach. Yeah, but. well, it is. It's sort of manual tech me. And I really ought to just have software do it automatically. But I like going through and doing it by hand. And it takes me, you know, four or five hours. But I think it's four or five hours well spent. So there we are. We're also doing a reader survey, so if you do come to Search Engine Land, we'd love for you to take the survey uh, because then we know like who's coming to the site, and that helps us better tell people when they want to advertise, well, this is our general kind of demographic. We're giving away a uh, free ticket to SMX if you take the survey. Um, not if you take the survey, you get a free ticket, but you get a chance to win the free <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Everybody takes the survey gets a free <laughs> ticket. No, 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 not that. A couple last things. Kevin Rose raised a little bit of noise uh, because over at Dig, they got rid of the uh, top diggers list. So um, the idea was, well, we're going to get rid of these top diggers, and that way people won't be able to game our system anymore. <laughs> so I think about two seconds later, people were putting up their own list of the top diggers by scraping Dig. So that really didn't do what you were hoping it was going to do. And, you know, maybe you should have just left it, except we'll see how it goes. So we expect us to kind of come back at that. I know Neil's working up a, a longer look at what kind of an impact it makes. And with that, I'm going to leave off with pork, in particular the National Pork Board. So you remember Jennifer Laycock? She did that whole lactivist project? Yeah. You, do, you, remember, you remember this, right? Jennifer Laycock, yeah, editor at uh, Search Engine Guide. She's also a breastfeeding activist. I was really, really interesting. This, this made <laughs> We talked about this with, with Darren once, and he just couldn't get his head around it. But she not only tries to encourage people to breastfeed, but she actually does breast milk donations to breast milk banks. And when she first told me, I'm like, there's breast milk banks? Really? And she's like, yeah, there's all these banks that are set up so they can get breast milk to children, and it's supposedly better for them, and people make the donations like you do blood donations, that sort of thing. So she's been doing this for some time, and then she also um, started this 30-day project to help people understand how they could better promote their websites. And as part of it, she created this thing called the Lactivist Blog and the whole project. And one of the things that she did was she was selling these funny T-shirts, and one of the funny T-shirts was saying that uh, breastfeeding is the other white milk which you might think sounds familiar with that whole National Pork Board slogan, the other white meat. And, in fact, the National Pork Board did think it was very similar to their slogan, so they sent her a cease and desist letter. Whoa. Uh, and the letter is just great because, first, it's like, um, you know, we have, this, we have this trademark that's instantly recognizable in pork. It's like, yeah, I don't think breasts are pork. I mean, you know, people don't generally call them pork. I call them lots of things, but breasts and breastfeeding, I generally just not confused with pork and pork products. <laughs> and then they, um, well, maybe there was that film called Porkies. You remember Porkies? <laughs> no. Barry. Oh, oh Barry. <laughs> porkies? How could you not know Porkies? Oh, no. You know, I'm not kosher, so. Well, it has nothing to do with. <laughs> no, I'm just not being I, don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I never heard of that. Porky's. Oh. It was like a, you know, it was one of those those uh, uh, you know comedy things with women running around without tops and guys trying to get with them and all that sort of stuff. From how old? How long ago was this? 
too old, too long ago. Clearly, <laughs> clearly okay. too long ago because I had to sneak in, you know, like when it was showing. All right. So anyway, okay. I know there's at least one person who saw Porky's out there who'll be talking, <laughs> who'll post. I promise you. Anyway, there were breast and Porky's, but aside from that, breast and pork typically they don't go together. So, so, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, it's just been a long day. Anyway, um, so Jen comes back in and she's like. Wow. Okay. I guess I better ring the blogosphere alarm post. And we, you know, we and we all jumped in. Everybody jumped in. They're like, back off, big pork. And so it's just taking off all over the place. People are like saying this is ridiculous. You shouldn't do it or whatever. The National Pork Board came back in to, and then I like actually filled out the little form saying, you guys, this isn't really bad. You shouldn't be doing this sort of stuff to her. This is really mean. And then I sent back this letter saying, well, you know, we got to defend any legitimate problem that's going to be attacking us. Blah 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 blah. And then um, that wasn't really satisfactory. But now they seem to have seen the light, <laughs> perhaps because when you search for National Pork Board, like the, the top three listings are – three of the top ten listings are now um, all about how they were, like, stopping on this breastfeeding activist. It was on Dig. It was on Boing – no, it wasn't on Boing Boing. I submitted to Boing Boing. They didn't run it. I was really surprised. Um, it's on all sorts of things. Oh, wow, look at that. They're, like, number one, two, three, four, five, six – Number seven is Jen's post. Uh, hey, and I get to be number nine, which is like the first time I'm actually ranking for anything on Google. It doesn't have to do with my name, so maybe some of the sand is slipping. And thank you for the chat room. As always, when you are listening live to the show, you can um, comment on things that we're talking about, and Jason Bartholomew has dug up the link to Porky's. So I will put that out there with all the links for today's show. And Barry, that's today's news. Thank you very much. I learned a new thing. I got that link to the imdb.com, and hopefully you put it up on the, on the dailysearchcast.com. That concludes um, today's, which is Monday, February 5th edition of the Daily Searchcast. Tune in tomorrow, 1130 Eastern Time, for tomorrow's news. Everyone have a great day. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by webmasterradio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge? Your bottom line. Network with your peers? Then stay tuned in webmasterradio.fm, where you can listen live or in podcast format to our award-winning exclusive radio shows hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. Hi, this is Katie Kempner. Please join me Tuesdays at 2 o'clock for The Hook at the intersection of advertising and PR while I talk with my friends, industry leaders, about the state of the industry today right here on webmasterradio.fm. Webmasterradio.fm, putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log in now.